This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rena is here. As always, she's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Can I offer up this theory that when you initially said no, and you couldn't make today work, you were just tired of Harrigan. But then when you found out Harrigan wasn't working today, and so you wouldn't be forced to engage in idle chit-chat off-air or listen to his nonsense on-air, when you found that out, you were in. Is that a correct theory? Do we think he's listening because... No. I I don't think he listens (laughs) most of the time he's doing the show, so... Okay, that's oh, probably accurate. Yes. That's yes. probably accurate. Um, I did accuse him of being off today to clip coupons, which is probably not far off the mark. He he is proud of what a cheapskate he is. Well, you know, everyone has something they want to aspire to. <laughs> everyone has a skill? What was it? Ten bucks so he and his wife could sit together on a plate and he wouldn't even pay for that? Or he did at the end, reluctantly. I mean, he wasn't happy about it. And it was $10. She knew, what she, she knew what she was getting into. We think. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Have I don't you met know. her? Have you met her? Is uh, she under, is I have not. Under her own will? See? Yeah. I, Does she even it's exist? possible. It's possible Lindsay's being held hostage. I, I don't know. We might have to check on that. So can we talk babies and having babies sure. and some numbers changing in this country? This data has just come out today. Let me give you some of the headlines, and you uh, tell me your thoughts. Just over half of women under 45 are having babies. Just over half. So here's more of the data. 2002 to 2019, women in the ages of 15 to 44. Let's just hope, as an aside here, we don't have a lot of women 15, 16, 17, 18 having kids. But in this 15 to 45 category, one child dropped from 60% to 52%. The figure for men in this same category dropped from 47% to 40%. So when you hear that initially, you're not surprised, you're surprised. What what stands out when you hear that, that, let's be honest, more men and women are just not having kids? I'm not surprised at all um, for a variety of reasons, and I've actually done a story on this before because 
um, you know, we have an only child and it's not how I would have wanted things to go, but it's what turned out to be, you know, the case for me. And we ended up doing a story about how there is a rise in people having either no children or only one child. And some of it is by choice. Some of it's uh, fertility issues. Uh, A lot of people are choosing to get married later. So they're having kids later. And that was the case for me. I was 43 when my daughter was born. Like the chances of me even having her were, were slim to begin with. And so um, it was not a surprise that we weren't able to have another, but um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. And it's got a ripple effect too, Chad down the line. Right. So you, we already have not enough people to take the jobs that we have now. If Correct. Population is yep. getting smaller. Imagine like when some of us get older and the population below us is working, there's not enough people to even support the social security program. Well, so we're, we've talked the last uh, few weeks off and on about double standards, men versus women. And, you know, Jamie Ucas is a good friend. And Jamie does not have a biological child right now. Her fiancé has a son, and they have a fantastic relationship. And Jamie has shared with me over the years, because sometimes people are just so vicious in emails, where emails which she's received about this because she doesn't have a, a child, or even individuals and she's been blunt about saying it's more women than men at times who would just give a look like oh oh you don't have a child like there's something wrong with someone and guess what men don't get that look or those comments one twentieth the amount of time that women get it absolutely absolutely there and you know, Jennifer Anderson has gone through this, and she's been very vocal about how hard it is yeah. where people right. think there's something wrong with her because she didn't have a kid or a relationship that didn't work out. Somehow it's her burden and her cross to carry, um, and it's just not its just not fair. You know, and some people just weren't meant to be parents, and that's okay. I don't know. I, I just I, – I do feel for women because, again, I had a child late, and so – I can't tell you how often I was asked, oh, do you have kids? And people don't mean anything by it. They're just making conversation. But, you know, for someone who's sensitive about that, that's it's hard because it's an it's an expectation that exists for women that doesn't exist for men necessarily. Yes. I mean, a lot. And most meant it decently. Some meant it differently. You're right. Jennifer Aniston has almost become the face of this. Um even with all her success, because, oh, by the way, let's just stay with women here because they have faced the scrutiny significantly more. If a woman decides, you know what? My life's great. I have kids in my life. I see friends of mine, and they have kids, but it's just not my deal. You know what? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, can I envision my life right now without my kids? Well, I can't, but I had my first kid, and I love him massively. Hunter, it's still the most memorable day of my life, April 5th, 1995. If it turns out that Kathleen and I couldn't have had kids and my life turned out differently and I wouldn't now have dated Carla for eight years and have Mike in my life, so I have four kids, Yes, it's hard for me to envision this, but I know people in my life who are successful, who are satisfied, they're happy, 
and they don't they don't have kids. They don't have to be placed on some island where we isolate them and we question what's wrong with them. The, the leper island of yes. non-children. One, no, one last item in this I totally topic. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. One last item in this. The men are now having their first kid at 26.4. Women are giving birth for the first time at 23.7. I'm. I would have guessed it was. Sig- I mean, multiple years older than that. Oh, on an sure. average, wouldn't you? I would have said thirty. Out twenty. Let's say twenty-nine. Just because. Um, that was me. Just I was twenty-nine. There are plenty of people that. Yeah, that's that's to me feels like more in the middle. You know, I was way on the other side. But most of the people that I know that are my daughter's age, they're about 10 years younger than me. So you're having people that are having kids in their early to mid thirties. I feel like that's kind of the average age right now is of people having their first children. Even yeah. So 29 would have been what I would have said. I, I feel like I know a decent amount of people. I know so few who are having kids at 23. That's, that's why this, uh, those numbers surprise me. Okay, let's get to... Well, that's uh, an average, so, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know about that. Flawed. Uh, <laughs> so not only did... Yeah, <laughs> time to question the study. Not only did air travel come to a screeching halt, but road travel in this state for about four hours, borderline, came to a screeching halt. You're on the CARE 11... Super morning show, sunrise now, for a few more weeks. You told us you're getting up a little past two. Uh, I don't think Jeeves, the limo driver, is picking you up. You're you're no. driving in. What was your drive like today at like 3.30 in the morning? Yeah, I left my house at, at 3.15, and it thankfully there's hardly any other cars on the road. But it right. as long as you were going straight... <laughs> and you didn't have to turn or break or make any sudden moves, it was okay. But, yeah, it was it was an ice skating rink, and it proceeded to get worse as the morning went on, I think, until the temperature kind of went up. But both those stories kind of collided uh, this morning right about the same time. And, it, you know, to, we're dealing with this traffic, and schools are starting to shut down, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm sorry, did you say – Air travel in the entire country has come to a complete halt. The last time I remember that was 9-11, and that's the only time in my yeah, life I remember it. that. So it, yeah. it was a very eerie feeling this morning to say that out loud. Like, I felt like it was much bigger than maybe people were taking, it, than they were receiving it as. But, man, oh, man, I can't believe they were able to even get things up and running that quickly. It is. And we had uh, Peter Greenberg on. Uh, from CBS, the travel editor, and he's pointed out that, and I saw other people saying a version of the same thing, that people have known this system was done, okay, hanging on for decade after decade, and nothing was done. And that's absurd. I mean, it's just absurd. That's an example where you look at our government and you're thinking, this is something that, most importantly, as I said earlier in the hour, the safety of individuals in the air. How about we start there? 
let alone what it means to the economy. And if you know this is the problem for president after president, I want texters blaming the Democrats. Okay. Why wasn't this changed under Donald Trump? Why wasn't this changed under George W. Bush? It didn't just happen. It's been discussed from party to party, and they've completely failed. What did you first think when you heard, though? Because i got to tell you, the first thing I thought was, we've been hacked. And that, to me, is scarier than the reality of what happened. Like, our own failures is one thing, but, like, someone else on the outside coming in and being able to control our systems like that was, like, terrifying to me, that thought. Maybe I was influenced by the Southwest fiasco, but I thought, you know, what happened? And then I even asked Greenberg this. Were you surprised how quickly a cyber attack was eliminated? Because we've had a few of these stories where a report comes out quickly that it was not a cyber attack. And then later, further information. Sometimes, and I get, listen. A lot of people thought like you, wait a second, what could this be? And there's a strong temptation for valid reasons to calm everybody down. But do you have enough information? Well, it turns out all the folks at Air Safety Arena have known that this system was barely hanging on for the last multiple decades. So they probably saw, probably said, well, this was inevitable. And this is one of the times this happened. Right. So we'll see if any uh, progress takes place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, no. Well, I guess I do. That it's not cybersecurity. But the I next do? time I'm flying, uh, get the thing done. Thank you for your flexibility today. Have a uh, fantastic day. And uh, oh, very Minnesota. Very. Look at now you're doing the morning show. You betcha. You betcha. Oh, you betcha. Get some, don't you know? get, get some lefts out there. All right. Talk to you okay. soon. <laughs> bye bye. Rena Sargentopoulos on Care uh, 11. Now, for another month or so, 4.30 to 7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.